We're going to start off with a question this morning. And I'd like for you to think about the number of times you have been brought low. Not for yourself this time, although that is very, very important. But how many times have you been brought to your knees because of something happening to those you love? It's often that we ourselves feel like we will be okay, that we can handle anything that comes towards us, that we are in control. But we all have friends who are struggling with their health or having difficulty with a relationship or even have hit upon seriously hard economic times. The sorts of life issues that are the headwaters of real hardship. Again, it's strange that many times we feel like we can handle anything, but it is for our friends whom we worry. This is the reason our personal prayer lists are so long, the reason that we lift up our friends during worship services. And this is exactly what the reading of Ephesians is about today. All churches experience the time when they struggle, or something is uh, threatening to tear one member apart from another. I've been to these churches. It can get so heated that people will leave one congregation and find another to seek other people more like themselves, or worse, some will simply leave a church to find some peace. The Apostle Paul is in the position of only being able to write to the church in Ephesus, to his friends, to encourage them, to pray for them. And he's praying two things. Now, to make matters more personal for Paul, I think he's praying for his favorite church. Among all the ones he has planted. And so when he prays for the people of Ephesus, the church of the Ephesians, it's deep and it's personal for him. Ephesus occupies a very special spot in his heart. And so he prays for them in the same manner that St. Michaelites pray for those they love during the Wednesday morning healing service in Bishop Moore Chapel. It's like that. So the first thing Paul does is to turn those he loves and their struggles over to the Lord. The second thing Paul is doing is he is praying for something very, very specific. Now, Ephesus is a fully formed metropolis at this writing, a population of 250,000. It was the third largest city in the world after Rome and Alexandria, and it's populated by people just like those in the park cities, strongly educated, AAA personalities, people that can handle things. So the church in Ephesus has every reason to believe that whatever trouble is happening within their church, they could work it out for themselves. Paul knew this. He knew his friends. 
And this was the reason for the second portion of his prayer that we heard in the reading. Paul was praying something that we sometimes forget, that there comes a time when the machinations of believers simply play out. We are human, after all. No matter how gifted we are, no matter how educated we are, no matter how we are put together in our personalities and our constitution, sometimes we play out. There's only so much that we can do under our own steam. There eventually comes a time when we are absolutely exhausted with an issue, when our options have become not, and it seems only then do we turn and seek the face of the Lord. And this is what Paul is praying for, that the people of Ephesus, the church of the Ephesians, would finally come to the end of their rope. And instead of giving up, instead of switching their allegiance or even leaving the church in order to find peace, they could just stop believing in their own will and have thy will be done. Now, we've all been there ourselves, right? We've been in that place where our friends are completely wrung out, where they have nothing left. They are at a dead end. And yet we pray for God's mighty Spirit to come down and to love them through hard times, to open their minds, to show them the way. This is what makes prayer so powerful, so central to the life of a believer, that we get outside of ourselves and call down the Almighty for the sake of, for the support of those we love. Paul shows us that like him, we may not well be in a position to physically help another, but man, that does not mean our quiver is empty. By no means. We have our strength in the Lord, even when it seems like our own friends and family cannot see God moving in their darkened midst. This is our gift to them. We are reminded to pray emboldened to be faithful in prayer for those we love. It's not always about us and our own many sorrows and bruises. Friends, we're also called to look outward, to see those in need, to help them if we can. And if circumstances are against that effort, to pray mightily to lift our eyes to the heaven, to lift up before the Lord those who need the one true God, to raise them up, to love them, to comfort them, to pour His mighty grace and power upon them in their time of need. And this is exactly what we see Paul doing in this particular letter and in what we heard today. This is Paul's message to them and to us, that prayer, as simple as it is, us bending the knee to the Almighty, that, friends, prayer works. Prayer is powerful. 
that prayer is a wide avenue of grace and communication to and from God. Prayer. And so our invitation today is to heed the actions of the apostle, to follow his example and experience the presence and strength of God through the power of prayer for ourselves and for others. And so the further invitation is to find some time this week and either reconstitute your prayer list or start one and begin to pray, not only for yourself, you should, but for others who are going through really serious times. It seems crazy, doesn't it? Prayer. Kneeling before the Lord in the face of the hardship our friends are going through. And yet over and over in Scripture, this is precisely what we see modeled for us as believers. Find some time. Kneel before the Lord in prayer. Lift up those who need the presence of God. Amen.